expecting to be here on the 30th episode or it's a blessing <laughs> um no i mean we're happy to have you here and appreciate you uh and we're back to talk more madness really that's that's what we're gonna madness. kick off with because it's march every every, every sport is mad right now it's not crazy. just NFL not just college basketball everybody's <laughs> bracket is mad right now baseball all, season all 18 million sport. of them so it's about to get mad in baseball. It's about to be serious. Um, you know, NHL playoffs are about to start soon. Panthers making that push, even though they got Try fucking. Get that seed. They got Molly Walk tonight, four zero by fucking Columbus. Ooh. Fuck out of here. <laughs> Fuck out of here. How you lose to Columbus? That's pretty. Are tough. they even good? <laughs> Who's a Columbus? Christopher Columbus. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Christopher Columbus. Hey, can't, were they home? I don't think so. Okay. I got the schedule magnet on my fridge. I can go <laughs> check. <laughs> Be right back. Uh, but getting back to this March Madness situation, we've seen craziness in the past week and a half with, you know, we spoke about it last week. Loyola still living. Today we mm. just saw them take out Nevada. Uh, we got teams like... West Virginia's in it still, you know, five seed. Then they play Villanova tomorrow, and they're, you know, fighting to go to the Elite Eight. Kansas is playing Kentucky today. Right now, currently, as we're recording, it's three minutes left in the second half, and Kansas State is up one, 56-55. So if Calipari can take his team full of freshmen to the Final Four, that's a big, big accomplishment, and he's he's earning, you know, the millions they're paying him. Um, Cause I know he didn't pay those players to play. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no Sean Miller over there. Um, in the East region, Florida took a tough loss. They to did. Texas Tech. They did. I mean, to me, I think Florida's a more exciting team than Washington Texas Tech. Uh, you know, Chris, what's his name? Ch- Chizozo. Ch- yeah, it's a hard as last Chizozo or whatever. But um, like I, I the best, the better team won. I guess. Like one of the best point guards in Gator history now. And they're going to play a tough Purdue team that almost lost to Butler last mm-hmm. week, which was a really good game. I was and watching that one. I forget his name, but their big man, he's, he's hurt. He, like, he, he like play for the broke his elbow season. or some shit. Yeah. And he said he was, like, probable. Like, he, they could just throw his ass in. Yeah. Like, I don't know how, what he's going to do. But. So, I don't, you know, I don't know. Purdue's chances are, are still high in that one. But with, you know, what focal point of their offense going out and defense. It's pretty tough, and you never know with this madness. Nevada took a loss today, and we have Lyle Chicago in the Elite Eight as mm-hmm. of right now. And they're going to play the winner of Kentucky or Kansas State. And to me, that's a winnable game because— They're 40 minutes of basketball away from making the Final Four. And their 40 minutes of basketball in general is, is tough, fast, defensive-minded. It's good basketball. They had Nevada— 68 points. Nevada played Texas last week. 
scored 87 points. So just put that in perspective. 63 points, uh, excuse me, 68 points they scored tonight. And um, and last week, also against Cincinnati, Nevada, Nevada had 75 points. So mm -hmm. it shows. Loyola Chicago held Miami to 62 points. So they play that. You game. have to respect it. Um, I'm I'm interested to see this Villanova West Virginia game. You know, Justin kind of looked at me like, yeah, Nova got it in the bag. I think they do, but there's something there's something going this on this year. As far yeah. as the tournament is concerned, I can't think anything. I don't want to think anything, but I, I can tell you that West Virginia's defense is is really really hard to beat and. Jerron Carter is one of the best. It's probably the best defensive guard in college right now. He's like 32 years old, so he's <laughs> just playing. But he, you know what I mean. And Villanova obviously is a great offensive team, and you know they put up 81 on Alabama, blew them out the gym. 87 on their first round. Um, so we're gonna look for West Virginia to try to keep them at the. Maybe you 60. Know, 70, you know what I mean? And 70's high, but West Virginia, I mean, they blew up Marshall. Granted, it is Marshall. Uh, Marshall did beat Wichita State, though, but I wouldn't think that West Virginia would have a problem beating Wichita State either. But they, they beat them 94-71, to 71, and they took care of uh, Murray State in the first round, 85-68. to 68. So West Virginia's offense has been there. I mean, I know they've played two mediocre teams, uh, but the pressure's on every game. So regardless of how mediocre the team is, it's up to you to not beat yourself along with that team trying to beat you. So they're looking, you know, spotless right now. And tomorrow at 7.30, we're going to see Villanova, one of the best offensive in, uh, offenses in college basketball, playing one of the best defenses in college basketball. Uh, Duke, mm. on the other hand, plays Syracuse. The Cuse, and I hate it has to be the Cuse. I hate it has to be Jim Boheim. <laughs> I hate it has to be Melo and Dion Winter's alma mater. But bye, bye. Duke, coming for the national title for the second time in three years. No Justice Winslow this time. My boy Grayson Allen, my boy Marvin Bagley, coming to bag this title. <laughs> I don't know. That game got me a little worried. Like I said, obviously, Gator's my team, but as far as college basketball, Duke is definitely my second team. I don't know. Cuse has gotten... Second team? I don't really do the second team things, but go ahead. <clears throat> my God. Yeah, we, we, we don't say that for another podcast. No, but Cuse has gotten fire as of late. Me and Danny were talking about it. Um, their defense, what did you say? They're holding them to, like... Like, they hold teams to, like, 30 points a game. <laughs> yes. No, I mean, but they, they scored they 30 Michigan, points a game, too, because they, they got Michigan no State offense. They held to 53 points last week, and then they held TCU to 52 points. Mm -hmm. So 53 points in the tournament is the highest the team scored on them in two games. And uh, being frank about it, they're playing one of the best offenses in the country and one of the best teams in the country. They started the season at the – or we the number one seed, I think. Um, so it's it, – Reality going to strike for all these teams in college basketball at the end of the day. It is madness. It is, you know, you know, upset. Florida State's beating Gonzaga right now, 57-51 with seven minutes left. So that puts things into perspective in that sense. But, you know, teams like Kansas taking care of business versus a Seton Hall and a, and a, and a Penn, you know, Pennsylvania University, you got to respect teams like that. And, you know, not to say that I was expecting Gonzaga to play this poor against Florida State, but Florida State does have a young – 
um, athletic. Well, they're all young. They're in college, but you know <laughs> what I mean. They're they're fast and athletic, and they're just nonstop motors. So, I think Syracuse has a great defense, and I've been. I can literally tell you that I've been saying this since early high school, maybe late middle school. Like. Syracuse defense like when I used to play for the city bro I used to like yo we gotta get this Syracuse zone like Syracuse zone like that's what Bayheim's that's what Bayheim's known for his, his zone He's defense preaching the 2-3 and the way they run the 2-3 is nasty like once you cross half court it's not safe now Duke has been looking into their uh, film and, and we've been playing this 2-3 zone lately and we've held teams in this uh, tournament alone to Rhode Island, 62 points, and Iona, 67 points. Granted, we should have done that. They're not great teams. You get the gist, though. We're taking care of the teams that mm-hmm. we should. If we played Syracuse in the regular season, uh, three weeks into the season, uh, the score would probably be the same. Obviously, it's a tournament, bigger magnitude, elite, uh, Sweet 16, Elite 8 on the line. It's going to be physical. It's going to be tough. It's going to be gritty. I, I, I just don't see Duke losing this game and, and giving up a chance to play the winner of Kansas or Clemson, which I presume to be Kansas, and there have a chance for the uh, Final Four. You know what I mean? So, getting into the Clemson-Kansas game, it's going to be a big game for Devontae Graham because hmm, I like this kid, but I, you know, I don't think he's like ready for the NBA. He's like a Tyus Jones to me. Uh, a lot of heart. He's been at Kansas for four years. We saw him do work with Frank Mason. We saw him take care of business this year. Um, Clemson's coming in playing hot. They, they beat Auburn and they beat New Mexico State. Uh, they're taking care of business. They're fast. We see that. And, and they have a good defense. They held their opponents to 53 and 68 points. So, obviously, Kansas is a number one seed for a reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, coach Bill Self is a Hall of Fame college coach. And I think, like I said, they're going to take care of business this game, move on. And they'll probably... They're going to get to the Elite Eight, and then they're going to play Duke and lose eventually. But we can flip to the west side of the region where the game is still going on between Florida State and Gonzaga. Six minutes left. Same score, 57-51. Um, I thought Gonzaga was going to come out hot this game. You know, they haven't really got it together in the last two games. They played a close one versus Ohio State, and then their first round was a win over I don't, UNCG, 68-64. So... Uh, it doesn't seem like they, they've been playing the dominant basketball that they've been playing all season. So with the six-point lead with six minutes left and the way Florida State's been playing, they knocked off a number one seed in Xavier last week or earlier. Yeah, last week. Or was that earlier this week? I think that was last week. Over the weekend, I think. I believe so, yeah. Probably, uh, yeah, probably. There was like a couple days in between from yeah. round of 32. and So, you know, they, they beat a number one seed and they killed their first round. 102-83 against Texas Southern. They've been taking care of business. I don't see why they would lose this game right now in the state they're in. They're going to face Michigan uh, in the Sweet, uh, Sweet 16. And they will lose because Michigan is not to play with at all. Michigan coming for that chip as well. Yep. Um, they're playing pretty much lights out. I mean, even when it comes down late in the game and close, like they still find a way to pull it out. Yep. So they – they're one of those teams where any given night, I mean, they can either make a game exciting, like take it in the last, or they can just blow you out from the get. Right. So, but they, in the end, they still find a way to win, and that's the most dangerous part about them. Right. And we saw it with, you know, they played Montana in the first round. They beat them uh, by almost 20 points. 
And last week we saw them beat Houston in what a shootout, mm-hmm. really. And a lucky shot by a freshman who didn't really get any playing time during the regular season. That's what and he made like is about. ten three pointers all season. That's too. what the madness like, is about. I mean, you hit that shot, you, you make your name for yourself, um, and advance. So all you're worried about is getting to the next round because you can blow the next team out. You know, you never know. But one game at a time. It's like the NFL playoffs in this sense. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's not a series. It's not you know. Think about watch the film. How do you, how do you adjust your game plan? It's it's one and it's it's different teams. You know what I mean? So you're facing. Different game plans, different coaching uh, schemes, and and all this. Give it to Michigan. They beat Texas A&M ninety nine seventy two tonight, and Texas A&M just beat North Carolina eighty six to sixty five. And I'm talking about a number two seed, North Carolina, who was projected to go back to the Final Four definitely and possibly win back to back titles um, with Coach Roy Williams. <laughs> it just anything. all I can do is laugh as a Duke fan. That's all I can <laughs> That's all I can do. But. Petty. Petty, petty, petty. <laughs> I mean, hey, they got dominated in the paint. Um, forget his name. Big boy for Texas A&M. We don't got to get to it. But he was dominant versus North Carolina and, oh. and killed him. I think his name is – I'm not even going to try But today – We don't fact check. Just but throw today, a name. But today we saw Michigan's high-power offense drop 100 points, 99 points. And if I'm not mistaken, that's probably in the top, top five highest-scoring games this tournament. 99 points, and they did it like butter against a good Texas A&M team. So they're waiting on the game. Uh, Gonzaga, Florida State, see who they play in the Elite or Sweet 16, excuse me. So, I mean, we got a little long way. We got, what, like another week and a half? We got like two weeks to the championship. It's going to be on April 2nd, so. Uh, like a week and a half, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Closer than you think. Wow, I can celebrate a championship closer than I think. Buy another shirt. I got to save some money. <laughs> uh, I guess that wraps up this this March Madness for this week. We can get into some... Your choice. <laughs> NFL. Free agency. Where's that? And NFL draft, really, because I know... The Colts. Yep. The Colts. Oh, I'm blushing. Let's Making go. moves. I'm blushing. Big move. I I was trying to tell you guys that, and not to say that you guys didn't believe me or didn't take my word, but the GM that we brought in last year is going to do a hell of a job for the organization in the long run, and he's going to implement a, a, a culture of of grit, of of young, fast football, of of you know heart, and it's not going to be a Ryan Grigson era where you draft. Andrew Luck don't get any protection for him because he's that good to where he can survive without it to a certain extent. And we're not going to go drafting a Philip Dorsett in the first round. (laughs) We might go Malik Hooker. You know what I mean? One of the best defensive backs coming out of the draft last year, which was a steal that he dropped to 15. Um, We also got Quincy Wilson. I mean, it's not about who we drafted. In a sense, it is, but it's more about what you're what you're going for in the draft. I mean, you don't go for a slot receiver in the first round when you when your team needs a defensive lineman, when your team needs an offensive lineman, your team needs uh, a starting running back. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so another wide receiver at least, or a possession receiver. So I'm glad that that's over with. I'm glad the Pagano. Uh, chapter is finally over with. As much as I respect Pagano as a man and you know what he's been through. 
It just stops working after a while. And it, it, it sometimes, I mean, you can't say it never worked. We, we went to the divisional playoffs. Uh, Andrew Luck took his team to the playoffs the year he got drafted. Um, the year after that, he advanced them to another round in the playoffs. And the year after that, he got into the championship round. And we played Brady, and they flatted the balls. So we know True. what happened there. True. We're not going to get into 15-16 because our offensive line showed that they couldn't handle a true pass rush. And Andrew Luck broke some ribs, had some kidney lacerations, had some shoulder separations. It's been downhill from there. We got a new GM. And to get back to what you guys were saying. He just, wanted to, bra- he just wanted to brag a little bit. He's, he's, <laughs> the, he's the finesse kid. We traded our third round, our third overall pick for the sixth, the sixth overall pick. Two second round draft picks this year. And a second-round draft pick for next year's draft. So that leaves us, as I was telling you guys earlier, with seven top 50 picks this year in the first two rounds. That's what it is. We have seven top – or we have seven – no, what is it? What's this, is it seven in the top 50? It might be seven in the top 50. Seven picks in the top 50 picks. So we're going to have – between this year and next year, we're going to have 14 first and second round players drafted between this and next year. That's talent. That's just young talent just coming in. There's new guys. Jesus. You got a 53-man roster, and we got you know these young guys coming in, and, and we need it because Jesus. we need to. About to, to draft your whole O-line, whole D-line. <laughs> so I'm pretty backs, excited in the sense of, of what's to come. I'm not excited for this year. I'm not excited for – I mean, I'm excited for this year in the sense that I know Andrew Luck is a Hall of Fame quarterback once it's all said and done if if his future can hold up. Now, do I think we can make the playoffs this year? I don't think so. I'm not going to sit here and showboat and, and act like I'm, I don't know what I'm talking about. With the offensive line we have right now and the defensive line we have right now and the defensive backs we have right now, I don't see the playoffs as possible, especially being in our division this year with Deshaun Watson coming back healthy and the Jaguars doing what they did. Um, Tennessee improving with the Deion Lewis and a Malcolm Butler. It's just tough. And I don't think the first year of a rebuild, you know, is, is going gonna, is gonna to work. You can't set the expectations too high. You just exactly. got to get a feel for everything at, trust, at this trust point. Trust the process. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of where I'm at with the Dolphins, you know. I mean, I like a lot of the moves that we made, <clears throat> cutting Sue. Cutting Pouncey, not happy, obviously, with the Jarvis. Not too happy that we signed two slot receivers, but I'm happy in the fact that we're attempting a rebuild, which I think we needed because I've been a Dolphin fan since the dawn of time, and all the coaches that we brought in, Adam Gase is obviously since Shula, in my opinion, the best one we had since then. So when you're bringing in a coach like that, you pretty much wow. – no, I'm saying the best. I'm not saying he's on the level of Shula. I'm no, saying the no, best no, since. That's still wow. Yeah. Because they, they, they brought Hold in on. some bums. Now they brought in some bums. We're talking about the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's been a while. That's, that's good. But that's crazy. you got to start somewhere, you know? Mm-hmm. But, no. So, I think when you're bringing in a coach like Gase, you kind of got to give him his team. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to build a team to his culture, which he's – made a zero-tolerance culture in which we've seen, right. well, obviously, with the moves. Donald Kinsu, outspoken, got to go. 
We saw with Ajay last year. Yep. Got to go. So, Pouncy. yeah, so you're setting a culture for the locker room. By the, by the way, the Pouncy's brother is clowning the Dolphins right now. He's putting up <laughs> IG posts like, Dolphins are going to win, like, two games next year. Like, it's horrible. But go ahead. Well, I mean, he can have fun with his, what, fits like 25,000 people stadium. So, yeah. that's cool. StubHub ticket center-ass fucking arena. People go there to buy tickets to other games. <laughs> you win the vouchers at the middle school. But they got like 10,000 seats in that fucking that's place. And they there. don't sell out either. That's just, that's just wild to me. But I'm saying, like, and which we need because I cannot tell you how many locker room leaks and stuff we've had over the X amount of years. I mean... <laughs> With the whole Jonathan Martin and Richie Incognito. By the way, he's facing charges. The O line coach sniffing coke and O line coach. That was actually Texting black bitches. That, that, that was, shit was fire. That was legendary. That shit bro. was fire. That's like dog. That's Miami, bro. That's, that's my. That's some Miami, Miami shit right there. Yeah. Strippers and strippers and coke. That's some. That's the and most dolphins. Miami shit. <laughs> and dolphins. <laughs> like that's that's when you you're off the stripper coke. And, and, you start seeing dolphins. You're like hallucinating and shit. Shit. You jump in the water. What, in his office, bro. What a savage. And he didn't share with the rest of the O-line, which is probably why Tannehill got hurt to begin with. But we'll dismiss that. Um, like I said, Brent Grimes, freaking uh, Tannehill with the practice squad, that whole. So, I mean, we clearly need to establish a presence in the locker room. Which I like. I said he's doing zero tolerance. So if you're gonna have a coach like that, you need to give him his team to kind of take the hold of. Which, by the way, we saw sign Frank Gore. So he obviously, he you know what kind of character he's looking for. Exactly. Frank Gore is a leader of of all NFL players in a general standpoint of of being a professional. You know what I mean? So, which I appreciated Frank Gore for what he did for the Colts for the last three years. I mean, he's the type of player that's going to set the example and expect everybody to follow him. Mm -hmm. And he's such a legend, literally living legend in football. And for the city of Miami. Exactly. So that he... He's home now. The respect is just going to be there on another level. I know that the atmosphere is going to change a little when they... You know, you hear Frank Gore in a Dolphins... You know, Dolphins Stadium's calling Frank Gore's name out. That's that's pretty big. I think Mm -hmm. that's going to be exciting. And... You mentioned the rebuild. I, I, nec- like, I see a little bit of it, but I don't necessarily feel like you guys are like down for the count. It's like retooling. It, yeah, because it's like a Miami Heat thing in a sense of where you don't you accept the tank. You don't accept yeah, the you tank. You guys have a lot of pride yeah. to where you don't want to fully rebuild, which doesn't really help. Because if you know you're not going to win, you got to help yourself. Look at in football. I don't mind as That's much. That's why I kind of wish the Heat would. The season's but, quicker. Yeah. Basketball, it's kind of like. God damn, if the season goes on for 82 games and we know we're not going to win, it's kind of frustrating. So I don't mind it as much. In football, it's you know it's a quick season, and you kind of just thug it out as a fan and realize two years in football changes a lot, a lot. You can, you can draft really good in two years. You can develop draftees from prior years, and you can sign marquee or you know veteran free agents to come in and, and implement a locker room. So... With the Dolphins signing a Danny Amendola and a uh, who's the other slot receiver you guys? Albert Wilson. Albert Wilson. Uh, you know Danny Amendola and a Frank Gore, and you guys signed a lineman, didn't you? Justin, Justin. and uh, Kilgore that we got from 49ers. So mm-hmm. you know, I you guys are trying to hold your ground. Those are four solid moves, honestly. You're holding your ground. Plus Gore, now, five. Solid my moves. thing is Ryan Tannehill. I never, I never, I never really, really. 
I never really nah. liked the guy. Nah. I don't know what he what is he really good at. Because when, when the offensive line is healthy, we saw Miami playing pretty good and he took you guys to the playoffs. Granted it was a wild card spot, right? You didn't win the division. Of course you didn't win the division. No. Uh, got beat by the Steelers in the, in the, the wild, wild card. card. Yeah. Yeah. Annihilated by Antonio Brown in the wild card, mm-hmm. by the way. And then I, I just, you know, Jake Cutler. Well, Tannehill got year, knocked Tannehill out. Tannehill last year. Yeah, Matt Moore. Matt Moore to come game. in. And, and then the next season, Tannehill can't play. So what, what, are we, what are we doing with this guy? You know what I mean? How many chances does he get? Do you just go get Baker if he's there? Do you go get the, the best quarterback available? If I he's think there? you. Yeah, I think you gotta get Baker, and bro. They are, they're obviously infatuated. But Tannehill with should kid. be in his prime right now. He should, how old is he? 25, like, 26? No, no, he's probably like twenty seven, twenty eight. Because he came in with luck. Because he came in with luck. Yeah, twenty twelve. Yeah, he was probably 21, 22 when they got drafted. Yeah, luck I mean, he was twenty one, twenty two when he got drafted. Oh damn. Oh, then he got to get the fuck out of there. I thought he, I was assuming he was younger. No. Uh, you know what? We don't fact check, but. He's, all right, you know what? He's got to be 28. 29 years old. 29. Damn. I'm trying to tell you. Even he's worse. Been, since 2012, yeah. I mean, he's been married since 2012. <laughs> he's been in the league since 2011. Fuck out of here. That, yeah, so. They should have cut him, draft Baker. And that's why we did a workout with Josh Allen, and we did. And we did an interview with Josh Allen. We did a workout. And then, yeah, no, they're definitely infatuated with Baker. They we met with Baker private, like six times. <laughs> yeah, we met with Baker a lot. We just did a private workout with him yesterday. So from everything that I'm hearing and reading, like, I don't know exactly how bad they want Baker because I feel like if they wanted him bad enough, they would try to move, right. which I don't see us doing, right. to be right. honest. They're what just are you kind at? 13? 11. 11. 11, yeah. So they're just kind of hoping There's a that good chance he could still be there, though. Oh, there is. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, if you want somebody that bad, which I'm clearly Think like. about the Jets. Exactly. You know? The Jets moved up three spots just to get uh, what people are assuming to be Josh Rosen. You had uh, Chicago move up Two, one, one spot, spot. Yeah. to get Mitchell Trubisky. So, I mean, if you really want him bad enough, which, like I said, draft day, when draft day actually hits, we'll see what we do. Right. But it's really not. And the last time we moved up was to get Deion Jordan. Which did not. Yeah, he got cut basically. So our history of moving up. Stay off the weed. (laughs) He couldn't do it, and so now we talk. We've been talking about this for the past two episodes, two weeks. uh, The draft order. The first one was where you asked me. You know what? What do you guys think of the draft? Top five picks. What are your predictions? Then the next week you came on and we actually spoke about it again and, and realized that um, the Browns made the trade for Tyrod Taylor, so it kind of shook that up. And this week... Now it got shook up again. The Colts trade uh, their third pick for 17 more picks. And the, dra- <laughs> the Jets Finesse. got the third pick. Um, what do the Jets want? Do they want Baker Mayfield? You, excuse me. They, you know they want a quarterback. That's obvious. Now, but you have the to thing know is, that they, 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 they just signed two somebody. quarterbacks. Yeah. To one year deal, respectively. Both yeah, yeah, but they now they what was it for Teddy? What was his deal? One year what? Like fifteen million or some shit like that? And then you give McCown ten. That's twenty five mil on just an, ex, an experiment, a one year experiment for two and, different quarterbacks. I, but then again, you're not gonna pay your rookie quarterback much. But well, it hasn't well, if he's a top five pick, he's well, gonna, he's gonna, gonna, gonna get paid. Top, oh no, no, the Jets were talking about the Yeah, you're right. he's gonna get you're paid. Right, you're right. He might get like thirty something mil guaranteed. 
or whatever. I don't know what the rookie deals are for a lottery pick, but they get paid. But that's I just why don't Sam see, Bradford made so much fucking yeah. money. I just don't see why after that they they well, stopped. Yeah, they yeah, stopped. Yeah, they made a stop to yeah, all yeah, of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're like, listen, there's a limit, guys. This isn't baseball. Let's settle down. Here. <laughs> yeah, because you had NFL players be like, uh, what the fuck? No, but. I don't see it really working out for them. Like, yeah, five-year vets not even getting that contract. Right, but we've seen this with the Jets so many times. I can name so many Jet uh, quarterbacks that have been drafted in the past so many years. They drafted Taj Boyd, and Taj Boyd never saw the oh, field. God, they drafted Geno Smith. We all know how that worked out. They God. drafted uh, Bryce Petty, which they still. I in what I believe they're stunning his growth. And then they went and got Hackenberg, which I don't... The Jets don't even know what they're doing with Hackenberg. That's the problem, left hand. So... Oh, it's the same one? All right, yeah, I thought it was a different one. So they're going to go and draft what people are believing that they specifically moved up to the third spot to get Josh Rosen, a pro-style quarterback. But then it's like, like you said, you went and got Teddy Bridgewater. You have a veteran... McCown, which was Best a top ten, a top ten quarterback yeah. last year, <laughs> he'll ball up any quarterback in the NFL right now on on the hardwood. Facts. They don't want to see him. <laughs> I'm gonna put the link to that video. He's more in the, in the description. He's more athletic than Saquon Barkley. <laughs> Saquon Barkley's not throwing down 180 uh, alley oops. No, he's doing 720s. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> but the last time the fucking uh, Jets traded up for a quarterback, they took Mark Sanchez. So, you know, and See, and that, that's, that's you, another quarterback I missed. How did you watch Mark Sanchez go through a mediocre college football career? I don't, even, I don't know where he played at. Where did he play at? USC. USC. Oh shit, that's right. Like so, like he really was very like, mediocre in college. He was nothing spectacular at all. He was a good quarterback who won games because he had a good team. Which I feel the same way about it, Sam Darnold, to be honest. I'm not sold. Right. It's I'm always the USC sold. kids. It's I'm always not, the USC kids. I don't know kids. if this is aura or, or what, but I'm not really sold on any of these quarterbacks coming out the draft. He, like he, Baker. I'm kind of sold on Baker. I'm sold on two. Baker. Josh Allen, I feel like, has the biggest ceiling, highest ceiling, but I don't know if I'm sold on him. I mean, he came out of Wyoming, and, you know, he put up his numbers. So did Carson Wentz out of North Dakota State. Which he's drawing but, a lot who of did he really to. play? Who did he really play to show that, you know, I beat this team? I beat this defense. But like you just said, Car- the same thing right. with Carson Wentz. Which- That's why I give him the highest ceiling because of the big arm, uh, you know, t- tall quarterback he is. Now you got Josh Rosen, excuse me, out of Sm- UCLA. Smartest fucking kid in the draft. Yeah. And I guess apparently it's like and uh, Sam intimidating. Like It's like intimidating a lot of the people that he's interviewing with from teams. And shit, they think he's like too smart so and shit. And like, they're like dead ass. Like, oh, he's too smart, well, this and that. Weird. We just want him to focus on football. Like, get the fuck out of here. Which I think is, I think, kind of like how they did with uh, Carson Wentz and Jared Goff. I think that's kind of like Josh Allen and Josh Rosen. Yeah. Like, Josh Rosen more so like Jared Goff. Like, he's more pro ready right now. But like you said, Josh Allen has the higher ceiling. So. But I mean, if he, Josh Rosen goes to the Jets, then that kind of I think it's demolished. Like, part of me sees, that. part of me sees, Sam Darnold, you know, having a, a really good career in NFL. But the bigger part of me sees him coming in as a Bryce Petty or a Christian Hackenberg that just you know, the college numbers can be there, and that's what we see every year with with college football. I mean, or college basketball, and college sports in general. You know, you're putting up numbers, but that doesn't mean that you're going to excel at the professional level. It's not for everybody. Being an NFL quarterback takes 
way more than being a college quarterback because one, you know, in college, don't get me You're wrong. going up against grown men. It's, that's one. Trying to now, rip your fucking face college mask College game off. plans and NFL game plans are totally different. Uh, the schemes and, and, and the type of offensive offenses, excuse me, NFL's run, totally different. Uh, you know, that's why, like, a Jameis Winston is beneficial in a pro-style offense at Florida State with Jimbo Fisher uh, when he came to Tampa Bay and he's running the pro-style as well. You got guys like Sam Bradford that ran the spread off, uh, spread or like a like like a Landry Jones, who's college king in Oklahoma, and came to the Steelers and can't even back up Ben Roethlisberger. Another name I'll drop that people forgot about Kellen Moore when he was in Boise State. Kellen Moore. Colt Brennan. I know you guys brought that up. Colt Brennan. So many oh podcasts ago. I'm not gonna bit. disrespect Colt Brennan. That's my guy. <laughs> no, but um. Yeah, it, it, Tim Tebow. I mean, the list goes on. Uh, Troy Smith. Troy Smith out of Ohio State. Tyrell, Tyrell Pryor. Tyrell. <laughs> Tyrell. Tyrell Pryor. Tyrell Pryor. I mean, look at him. He's signing a deal with the Jets as a wide receiver. So, Bro, what these past couple of years have shown me is that if you're a good quarterback in college <clears throat> and you get drafted to the Jets, not going to work out. All I want to say is let the Jets draft – their future, please, because the fans deserve. What if they traded up to go after Saquon? I mean, then he they can get, be then there. He can be there. He can be there. I don't think he's gonna be there, but he can. Because Matt be Forte there. retired, obviously. I don't really know who else they got. I, I think, think the, the to, Powell. I think the Browns still draft the quarterback. Not only that, only well, they're projected to get Sam Donald, which I, honest to God, don't know why. I think he looks the, like a fucking doofus. Not only, <laughs> not only that, but the way you set yourself up in the off season, why not build from the line of scrimmage? Like that's your best bet. Like you have Tyrod Taylor, which I think is a very underrated player and quarterback. Yeah. I just think he was on the Easy. wrong team at the wrong time. Yeah, and oh, you went and got. Jarvis Landry, you have Josh Gordon, you have Fresh. Miles Garrett, which Fresh. hasn't even begun to hit. You have Jabril Pepper, athlete. You have you just lost Joe Thomas, the best offensive lineman ever, probably <laughs> ever. So why Literally not ever? And then, like you said, like we seen. Not going too far, guys. But go ahead. But <laughs> we seen with um, the Texans when they had the first overall pick. Everybody's like, that was the worst year to have the first overall pick. Because who do you take for it's sure? Do young. they take uh, Manziel? Do they take Javion Connie? Because they had J.J. Watt. They went and got Jadavion Clowney. Now look at him. So, I mean, if you have Miles Garrett on one side, why not go... Bro, get a Chubb on the other side. Exactly my point. Why not? We've seen it. Bolster it, it, that shit. Get seen a it. Chubb. Bolster that shit. Get a Chubb. <laughs> we see it in Indianapolis. How many years did we see Freeney and Mathis on the edges Kill just... Him. So... Can't double-team everybody. You win the game at the line of scrimmage. So, if you're the Browns, why not start there? So, you're saying Quentin Nelson? Or Chubb. Fucking take Chubb and Quinn Nelson. Well, Nelson might be gone. Actually, I don't know. Because I don't At think... Four? No, I don't think he'll be gone. I think Indianapolis is kind of just going to be tough oh. between Darnold and uh, Florida Chubb. State ended up winning by 15. Wow. <laughs> wow. But to, to me, the biggest question mark, honestly, is the Giants. Because everybody thinks they're going to take a quarterback. Everybody thinks that they're going to take Josh Rosen. But then and you I have... freaking hope they don't take Bradley Chubb. But then you have... Well, I don't know because they just traded JPP. Yeah. So, But that's the biggest wild card because they, there's so many positions that they need. They're like the Indianapolis Colts right now. The Giants you need take everything. Whatever. You can take whatever you and that's whatever my you thing. Need. 
Like they're they, gonna go after best available, in my opinion. And if Saquon Barkley's there too, they take him. I, you know, I think they take him. Why not? I mean, it makes it, it just makes sense. Like I, but then again, you you know where you're coming from. With it starts in the trenches. That's where the Colts are trying to start. That's where teams should try to start. When you're when you're when you're down bad everywhere, let's at least get a foundation. Boom. Let's start here. Uh, I mean, it starts on the, de- starts on the defensive deep. side. This draft is deep with um, offensive linemen. You know, it's deep with running backs. It's deep with uh, some some quality defensive players. So there's a fuckload of corners. Yes, which is good for me. And I can't <laughs> wait till the second round. The Colts get to pick back to back. So we're gonna literally thirty four and thirty five, yeah. right? Bro, Colts are gonna kill it. Second round is gonna be nice. Colts I'm are gonna, gonna fucking snap. I don't even know who we're gonna draft one out of six. I'm, I, I want Chubb. I really do. You know, you I'm know they so got somebody Chubb in mind. You know they we got, got Chubb in mind. I know it has to be Chubb on mine because it's like, bro, dominant pass rushing rules the NFL. It's a quarterback's nightmare. I mean, Quentin Nelson actually made a great point where he told people, "I think I should be, you know, in the top five considerations. Why not me? Uh, the the game starts in the trenches and." Quarterbacks, quarterbacks have told me that, listen, I can always step up in the pocket if I'm getting rushed from the edge. But if I don't have that interior offensive lineman to protect me, I can't step up in the pocket and I'm forced to sit back in the pocket and let the edge come get me. So now if the edge comes and you can, I can let you step up in your pocket to make more time, why wouldn't you create that or think that's valuable? You know what I mean? Not that not that it's not valuable or people don't think it's valuable, but as valuable as the one who's going to get the quarterback. You know what I mean? So it's it's if the Colts, you know, have to end up taking if if we don't get Chubb or Barkley in the first round, I, I swear I hope it's 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 Quentin Nelson. Because you can't start anywhere else. You can't just ignore the fact that we don't have any, you know, real great offensive linemen and, and or defensive linemen. I mean Jabal Sheard is a good edge rusher. And uh, John Simon did a decent job for us last year. He's a veteran, though. And, you know, we're looking for a future Dwight Freedy and, and Robert Matthews. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be fun. We're going to try to do something for this draft, maybe live stream or yeah. have a little setup. <clears throat> yeah, we got a month to, to prepare for that. We're not even ready. But uh, <laughs> in NBA news. You know what? Let me start this one off. With the first overall pick, <laughs> the Memphis Grizzlies rest in peace. They about to move the Grizzlies to Seattle. One forty to seventy nine. They about to move them back to Vancouver. Kemba Walker, forty six points, 10 3 pointers. All right, let me read off. And I didn't play the fourth quarter. Twenty eight minutes. We're getting into this NBA. Let me read off this post that is blowing up on the NBA subreddit right now. Mm. Titled, "Is it twenty eighteen or two thousand eight?" All right, listen. LeBron James is averaging 27, 8, and 9. Mike D'Antoni is coaching one of the greatest offenses the league has ever seen. Dwight Howard just put up a 30-30 game. The Wizards are making the playoffs despite missing their star point guard for a significant portion of the season. Emeka Okafor is the starting center for a playoff team. Wow. New Orleans' young star player could finish as high as second in MVP voting. Chrissy P. Dirk Nowitzki is shooting a career-high 42.9% from the three-point line. 
I didn't know that. And the Knicks suck. <laughs> <laughs> Throw that shit in there. Wow. It's fact, like scary. Fact, it's though. like scary how similar. I thought that was so cool. Yo, people have all day to think about. How do you shit. think about that? Come on. Yeah, in order to break it down. Like, like we got shit to do. How do you think <laughs> about that? Come on. It always starts in the NBA with the standings. Let's go through one through eight in the East. Toronto, Boston. Tell me Cleveland. how Philly is the four seed right Toronto, now. Toronto, Boston, Cleveland, Philly, Indiana, Washington, Miami, Milwaukee. We got a nice, decent little lead on Milwaukee. West right Coast, now. Houston, Golden State, Portland, New Orleans, Oklahoma City, San Antonio, Minnesota. And finally, technically, the AC goes, belongs to Utah. We were just the sixth seed two days ago. We fucking and you lost. You guys were the 10th seed a week ago. I know. So. It's flimsy, flimsy over there. You guys are up, what, two games? All right, right so now. hold up. Let me see something. Utah is 41 and 31. As is Minnesota. Do you guys own the tiebreaker with As them? is Indiana. <laughs> huh. Indiana yeah. has the same record as Utah. Wow, that's, that's wild. impressive. That's and wild. Indiana's been, what did I tell you guys last week? Indiana's been playing pretty good ball. I don't believe that they're going to do work in the playoffs. I don't believe that it's really going to matter. But For if Indiana? they have a home – yeah, if they have a home – if they have a home court advantage against Philadelphia, I think they can beat them in the first round. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. If the playoffs were to start today and it does hold up that it is Indy versus Philly. Well, right now it's Philly at home versus Indy if the playoffs ended today. I, t- I take Philly. Because at home, yeah. First yeah. round, yeah. But I'm saying if Indy gets the first round at home versus Philly – Honestly, whoever whoever gets yeah, home whoever court gets home in that court, series is taking it. And that's and that's usually how it is with the four and the five seeds. But it's so hard right now. I mean, it's two games, and one game separates five and six with Indian Washington. You know, so I don't I don't think Philly beats Washington home or away. Philly can have home court against Washington. I think Washington comes out with that series. Well, John Wall, we're expecting to be back by playoffs. Regardless, time. I mean, not re- regardless, like not. Holy shit, regardless, but I still think regardless, we'll probably get that shit done. Without John Wall, I don't think so. I'm just looking at playoff experience. I mean, Marco Bellinelli, J.J. Redick. But at the same time... Wait, wait, wait. I'm trying to name all the players that played in the playoffs for the Sixers right now in their current roster. Amir Johnson. Amir Johnson. Rodemans. Who else? <laughs> now let's look at a Washington team. If we have John Wall in the mix, Bradley Bill. Marston Gordon, their whole starting five was in the playoffs for the last two, three years. So, Philly's new to this. You know what I mean? Which means they got nothing to lose. They got nothing to lose, but they, they have a playoff series to lose. But regardless, I mean, them even. Them yeah, even being. Accomplishment, but we're not giving out accomplishment awards. Oh, of course not. Because, no. First round bounces, we're not giving out any respect to that. You made the playoffs, you try to win the first round at least. Especially if you're at home. You know who never lost in the first round in their career? <clears throat> LeBron. That's facts. You know who did? Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also going to say Tim Duncan probably never did as well, but we don't fact check. I don't even. I don't think that motherfucker even ever missed the playoffs. Oh, right? he didn't. That I know. For real, for well, LeBron real. never did either. He did. He did. Year. When? Rookie year, he didn't oh. go to the playoffs. Mm. Oh, four, he took him to the playoffs. Yeah, rookie year, he didn't go to the playoffs. Bet. He went to the All-Star game, though. Yeah. <laughs> Tim Duncan. <laughs> yeah, Tim Duncan's got adopted, Never missed. adopted by the playoffs. <laughs> like, he got drafted to the playoffs. Um, 
So with with the NBA being as shaken up as it is, Toronto's running away with this one seed. They're gonna lock in the one seed. They're up four and a half games comfortably. They just lost to Tuffy in the Cleveland last or yeah last night. Today is Thursday. That was Wednesday night. Uh, LeBron's stat line in that game was LeBron's stat line in the out last of, three games. Planet. He's averaging like what in the last three games he's probably averaging like thirty five, ten and eleven has to be. Or not. What do you have, like you know, 35, 17 assists and like eight boards? And it was like the first time a yeah, player's ever had million. that many assists without a turnover mm-hmm. ever mm-hmm. Yeah. in the history of the NBA. He's still making brand new history. <laughs> like when he enters his prime, the league is fucked. He's not in his prime yet. He's not. LeBron? He's, on, he's not in his prime. He's not in his prime no. yet. No, when he enters like his prime, the league is fucked. <laughs> fucked. I'm just looking at. Just wait. I'm just looking at. Does Does Miami stay at the seven seed? I mean, we're up two games and we're down a game. I think we can move to six, but do we want to go six and play Cleveland in the first round? For LeBron in the first round, history doesn't tell that we have a good chance. Fuck. That's all I'll say. Fuck. That's all. I'll say. He's never lost last in the year. first round. He's last never. Year. What if What if D Wade's the first? It can They've be. never met each other in the be, playoffs. I, I wouldn't like to test my luck. How They've about never met in the how about, playoffs. How about I'd rather play a Kyrie who's going to be coming off of rest time? Or oh, Marcus, a Marcus Smart who's coming off of injury? I'd rather play them. I'd rather play even in Toronto. Boston's a bunch of bums, that's why. History doesn't tell a good versus one seed as well, so I don't want to drop to eight. I do not want to play Toronto at all. I'd rather play Toronto than Cleveland. That's all I think. I just, me, I think that Toronto's bench will help them in the first round more than anything yeah, because it's a fresh. Their you know, bench fresh. could beat 29 of the And it's first round. It's first round. Uh, their bench oh, is better than their starting lineup. Yeah, but I don't think they get to the second round and their bench is going to be, you know, what wins them the game. That's the thing, though. I don't think that it, come playoff time, it comes down to, it's, for the Toronto Raptors, it's going to come down to DeRozan, Lowry. What can Valanciunas do? And, and, yeah, what can their bench do because they've been doing it all season? But when you got to take that shot, it's got to be somebody that you trust. You know what I mean? I think Toronto gets bounced in a second, <clears throat> but that's me. <clears throat> all I know is I'd rather play Toronto or Boston than Cleveland in the first round. Although, for story purposes and narrative and looking back at it 50 years from now when I'm telling my grandkids about watching D-Wade versus LeBron in the playoffs for the first time I'm kind of hoping it happens let me ask you something if it doesn't I won't be upset but if it does I'll be are you saying 50 years about your grandkids like that's when you finally have grandkids or you just tell them you'll just tell them you'll just wait till they're like just like oh Grandpa tells a story about <laughs> about D Wade. <laughs> Who is Dwayne? Why does he spell his name with a Y before the before the A? With, if, if that if we ever get that LeBron versus D Wade playoff series, it it would have been like a yeah, LeBron our versus. They're gonna tell us about Zaire. It's like the LeBron versus Kobe finals matchup that never happened. The the LeBron versus D Wade playoff matchup. So I'm I'm like there's a there's a part of me that I really want yeah history see it. wise just want to see it. But I I'm I'm worried about trying to take care of victories and, and secure the bag as far as we can. Um, in the West Coast, it's looking like Houston's running away with this number one seed up four and a half. The same as uh they don't want to they see have they don't want to see Utah in the fucking they have place. the best record in the league and that's by a whole five games. They're 55, 58 and 14. They have an 800% win percentage. 
And they're 28 and 6 at home. They've won 9 out of the last 10, 7 straight. They're right. always they're always on but a right fucking win them, streak. They're but, always on a win streak. But right below them is the Golden State Warriors, who's not going anywhere. And people are overlooking them because Clay got hurt. Steph's not feeling good, which I think he's just you know teasing the lead. KD's got to hold it down, but he he got hurt. Golden State's just fine, bro. Listen to me right now. Golden State's just fine. You know John Lejethro Jenkins. You know him and his following. And Dragonfly Jones and all them, they, they've they got this little thing going where if the Rockets play the Warriors in the playoffs, Houston's going to win in six. And they're, they're, like, they're taking it to, like, some intense levels. And I'm on it. I'm on that little bandwagon. Healthy, Rockets in healthy. six. Healthy. If both teams are healthy, Tell Rockets in six. They have no answer for Clint Capella. Okay. Zaza, unless Zaza fucking steps on his fucking Achilles and tears that shit, then maybe they'll have a chance. But I don't, I don't know what the hell D'Antoni so, did with this fucking squad. But so you're telling me, so Golden State gets past their first round, Houston gets past the first round. Most likely they'll meet in the Western. This is my hot take. This is my hot take. It's hot as fuck. That's all I'm telling. It's you. burning. No, I'm going to have to get up and walk I around. I feel the shit from here is what I'm trying to say. I'm going to have to crack a window. Now, you're talking about the Golden State Warriors defending champions with the second best player in the world on their team, the best shooter in NBA history on their team, and the best three-point shooter this season on their team. In they got Wayne Ellington? <laughs> he hit Clay, 200 threes on the, Thompson, on the season, by Clay the way. Thompson, yeah, I saw that. Clay Thompson is very efficient this year, shooting lights out. When he comes back healthy, which he will, it was a fractured thumb. It How long take, does that take? To, five, six weeks. Play if you come to playoffs, two weeks. Nigga. <laughs> the way he shoots the ball, it's just Papa Viagra, that, that shit go away. <laughs> that's just not gonna mess up his shot. That nigga worked on his shot too long. Drink a ginger ale, yeah, you'll, you'll be all right. Take a hot bath. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that shit'll cure anything. I'm not. I'm not riding that bandwagon for. for I'm Twitter. on it. I'm, I'm not on riding it. it for I'm feeling fun. it. I'm not riding it for nothing. I just is looking at me. I don't know why he means I'm quiet. I, I'm expecting backup right here. He's like, fuck is this I man talking Danny's about? Fucking insane for saying that. They let me drink some Henny this week. <laughs> Listen, there is no way. There is no scenario in which Houston comes out on top. Of Golden State, there's just no way. Now, I did say last week that them, which it appears that they're going to be number one seed, I did say home court gives them a chance. But I did also say that Golden State is a clear-cut favorite, not just to come out of the West to win the whole thing. Because, like, he, like me and... And then, like, you have the second best, which... It, Kevin Durant is just on a whole nother stat line this season. His defense, which people have given him so much crap for, yep. he's is he still second in the league in blocks? Probably yeah. not. Probably not. He's definitely top five though, at least. Steph, like you said, Steph, Steph is you know <laughs> taking some vacation days. He's hanging with the wife and kids. He's gonna come back and do, do what Steph yeah, does. He's, he's sprained his vagina. Clay Thompson is one of the best two-way players in the league. He's going to come back and be the X-Factor, like always. And then, you know, they got 
the donkey from Shrek and Draymond, which Draymond does whatever the fuck Draymond does, run his mouth, get the other people pissed off and whatnot. And then they got the dirtiest player in the game, Zaza, which you have a bounty on your head. If you're if you're playing Zaza tonight, chances are you have a bounty on your head. So be prepared for that. KD's tied for fourth in blocks per game, 1.9. Yep, top five. Anthony Davis is first. Rudy Gobert. Oh, here second. we go. He's winning defensive player of the year, by the way. Let me tell you something. Now that we got on that topic, I, we got two topics to talk about. <laughs> As I pour my third cup of Hennessy. <clears throat> Rudy Gobert, defensive player of the year, right? Mm-hmm. That's an argument, but I don't think it's what should be. If you're going to look at Joel Embiid, he has a better defensive rating in the game that he's played. He's played way more games than Rudy Gobert due to Rudy Gobert's injuries that he's had to play. And the teams that he's sat out against were better than the teams he's played. So he's played more easy games, quote-unquote, than tough matchups. And Joel Embiid still has a better defensive rating than him. Now, popularity says Rudy Gobert, he's, what, fifth in blocks, you said? Third. Third in blocks? I mean, he'll get it because his name. He'll and get it because the, the Jazz, Jazz are, are exciting. The Jazz are 20, and 23 and 4 since Gobert came back. From they have Donovan Mitchell, so, I mean, you give it to him. But check the stats and check the numbers. I mean, he should have got it last year, reconsider. if we're being honest. Yeah, Draymond Green was uh, They got to give it to him this year just to make up for last year. Now. But the way he alters games, it's like, I don't know, bro. You were talking about Rudy? I'm yeah. talking about Rudy, yeah. On the defensive side. Yeah. Okay. Offensively, yeah. he's not that... Um, At all. Really. Polished? Polished, yeah. Because he'll still give you... White side. He'll still give you 12, 13, 14, 15 a game. He'll, he'll rebound everything. Some game. He'll block everything. Now, that's true. Um, the other point I wanted to make was you said Clay Thompson is one of the best two-way players in the game, and... One of the best, do you mean him and somebody else? Do you mean he's number two? Do you mean he's number three? Is he top five? Because I don't see anybody but Kawhi Leonard being better than him. I think he's top three. I think... He'd probably put Paul George up. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, it's probably him and Paul George. It's just, obviously, Clay. I think, is more pure-wise, not athletic-wise, but Mm -hmm. pure-wise... Better offensively. Efficient. Efficient offensively, and, yes. Okay, offensively, I think Clay Thompson is a way better player than Jimmy Butler. And who you said Paul George, but you said somebody else. Did you say somebody else? I said PG and Jimmy, okay. but Clay's he's, above both of them. He's way better offensively than Paul George and Jimmy. Yeah. And it sounds weird to say that he's better than Paul George offensively, but he is. And it's 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 the stats. Obviously, he hasn't, you know, Paul George had to take his whole team, you know, and, and be the Steph Curry of his team. And he has Steph Curry on his team to where he doesn't <laughs> have to go that limit. He can um, dribble the ball 10 times and score 60 points exactly. in 20 minutes. Um, but as far as efficiency on offense, shooting, uh, making a bad, tough basket, free throw shooting, Clay Thompson is a way better player than uh, Paul George and Jimmy Butler. I don't know, you might say I'm crazy. And then on the defensive side um, – I still I, I like Paul George because of his size a little more and, and Jimmy Butler. Um, you might it's tough. It's tough because I think Clay Thompson sticks a better defense, but Paul George's body gives him more ability. You get what I'm saying? Like you yeah. can put Paul George on LeBron. You can put Clay Thompson on LeBron, but you're not gonna feel as comfortable because of the size. And you can't, you know, well what can you do about that? 
Now, and that was my thing. That's the only reason why, because when you ask me, the only person you see above him is Kawhi. Um, the only reason that's, it's kind of like iffy is because he does play the two. I mean, Jimmy does play the two, but he can also play. He's proven he can play the three. And then, like you said, with Paul George's side, well, when he came into the league, he was a, he was a two, grew from 6'8 to 6'10, so they moved him to the three. So he can guard, uh, he can, well, arguably he can guard two through four. Yep. So, and then Jimmy just, Jimmy just has grit and heart, and like I said, he can play the two and the three. So, yeah, like you said, that alone, I kind of, yeah, it's, I mean, this year it's definitely between, as far as two-way players go, you can't really put Kawhi in this year, but. You can't really put Butler in it really either as much because. I well, mean, he got hurt. He's been hurt for it. He, well, he got hurt late, but I'm saying there's a lot of body of work. But, I mean, but how, how many, how many, okay, how many games has it been? He's, he's been out for at least a month, Jimmy Butler. Since, like, right after the All-Star break. So, about a month. So for it was like the it was like a game half, or two after the for the second game. half, not literally the second half, but the second half after the All Star break. I mean, with Clay missing this time, you know, you can't. It kind of makes up for it. So I get what you're saying. Um, but I, I I don't know. I think I think it's Kawhi when healthy, and then and then Clay right after him. I agree. I've been saying and that. Then Butler me. Butler and George. I'll give a toss up. George is shooting eighty one percent. From three pointer in the last like eleven games, it's disgusting. Damn. Yeah, <laughs> it's disgusting. Damn. And and if you watch the game versus Boston, he I the two or three threes that he shot and I watched like I happened to catch, money. So I just know the percentage is staying there. Um, I want to focus my attention on Damian Lillard. Yes, please. I'm so glad you brought that up. Two weeks ago, I think it was that I said, "Can we bring him in the MVP conversation?" Or maybe three weeks ago, and and I didn't think the win streak was gonna end or or continue on to what was it, fourteen? I think it was fourteen or fifteen, maybe. Up until they just lost. They just lost two nights ago. Yeah. Yeah, Yes, I think it was. I think it stopped at fourteen. Fourteen or fifteen, yeah. So I thought they were gonna stop at like ten. You know, right after the Miami Heat lost to them. I thought they would probably lose, you know, a game later. Um, Damon Lillard. Dame time. That's that's tapping that watch right there. <laughs> and he's proven a case for, you know, it's it's obviously too late in my, in my realistic opinion. But in my fun opinion, I think he's proven a good case that he can be an MVP in the league. Um, and look at the team he has and look where they are right now, sitting third in the West. Only behind Houston and Golden State. And they're behind Golden State by nine games, which is respectable. It's Golden State Mm -hmm. and Houston, like you said. What scares me, though, about this Western Conference, we thought, okay, the Eastern Conference, they're both very competitive. Everybody was saying that the Western Conference was going to be, like, better, like, way better. It's pretty fair and fucking square right now. And if you look at the Western Conference – Bro, Who's you, fourth? You could New be Orleans. you could be the sixth seed in the West, lose one game, and drop to the ten seed right now. The West is fucked. We're but not going to know what what the Western uh, but, but like playoff is, standings are going to be until the like after the last game. Now here it is. We're going to have no idea. You would have told me the top four of the East from the beginning of the season. Who do you expect to be in the top four of the East? Toronto, yes or no? Yes. Boston, yeah. Yeah. Cleveland, yeah. yeah. And then probably Washington. Washington. Uh, Milwaukee. Right? Washington is a game out of third place, uh, fourth place 
Indiana's a, a, tie, a, a half game behind for uh, fourth place. And Miami is two and a half games out of fourth place. When you go to the West, you would have told me the, the top three seeds, I would have said Houston or Golden State, Houston, and probably San Antonio. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Obviously expecting Kawhi to be healthy in the beginning of the season. And Things didn't pro- go that way. Maybe OKC, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Portland, New Orleans, then OKC for the three, four, five seeds. Obviously, it's, it's, it's you know, the, the, the three through six is separated by two games. And then three through eight is separated by three games. So who's playing better basketball this year, the East or the West? The West. It's, it's, it's got to give it to the West. But, but it's not like hands down. You know what I'm saying? I believe so. You think so? I believe so. I just, I just I think the West would kill the East. And the crazy part is, except Miami. Anthony, Who's the seventh seed in the in the West? Oh yeah, Minnesota's getting that work from Miami, but the eighth seed, the sixth, the five, everybody else. I don't know. I mean, you, you, I I think that okay, if we going, if we're gonna go. You know, one seed versus one seed, two seed versus two seed. I think Toronto loses to Cle- to Houston. Toronto and Boston lose to Golden State and Houston. Cleveland beats uh, Portland for number four seed. New Orleans and I'm taking Philadelphia. New Orleans. I'm New Orleans. Orleans. Uh, I mean, it's Anthony Davis at that point versus Embiid and uh, what's this guy's name? Sarge and. I'm not going to say Sark is one of the best players defensively, nor Embiid, but offensively and defensively, Embiid taking that taking that pound, or Anthony Davis taking the pounding seven games against a Joel Embiid and a Ben Simmons in the paint is pretty tough. So I'm not going to give up New Orleans the win just because, oh, they're in the West. No, but at the same time, this is how you brought up Damian Lillard and MVP talk, and obviously it's late, but he's mm-hmm. making his AD. case. Exactly, sure. Anthony Davis. Look at Anthony. The month that Anthony Davis has had, how many? How many forty? He had like 11, 15 games. 11 40 point games in the in like, the fucking month. Yeah, but like, didn't he set like a record? If I'm not mistaken, for like the number of like forty and fifteen games in like a span, it was oh, like man. it was like ridiculous. Yeah, but and then it was funny because even before that happened, he said if Boogie was still healthy, he gives him a, a strong possibility to. Not just make the Western Conference Finals. He said to make the finals. Now, looking at the damage he's done since that comment, looking as they are the fourth, I mean, that's... Okay. That, that series can go seven easily. Philadelphia and New Orleans. Yeah. You can't deny... Oh, no, I'm not... No, me and Danny aren't saying it would be, like, a blowout, but I'm saying I believe that Philly... I mean, Philly would lose to New okay, Orleans. Okay, okay, there we go. And then at five right now, it'd be Indiana versus Oklahoma City, which I would take Oklahoma City Yeah. Um, in a seven-game series due to their experience <clears throat> in the playoffs and having a player like Melo, uh, veteran, you know, good coach Billy... Well, decent coach Billy Donovan. Uh, but... Spurs, Wizards... We, I just saw. Win. I just saw the Spurs beat the fucking shit out of the Wizards the other night. So that's a that's a toss up. But they're but they're missing Kawhi. They're missing no John Wall. Leonard. I mean, we're I looking did. at a, a John Leonard. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> a John Lennon. Who's that? He's in the Beatles? He no, he plays piano. Uh, <laughs> we're looking at John Wall playing in the playoffs versus Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard not playing in the playoffs. So I I don't know if you automatically give that to San Antonio. But you have Spurs still having the best coach ever mm-hmm. in Pop, so it's kinda like you know, like you said, it's a toss up, but yeah. if I had to pick if I was put on the spot He coached I, circles I, around Scott Brooks. I, so think, I think Spurs. Miami, Minnesota? Give me Miami. Miami. I'll take Miami in five. <laughs> no, I think Miami in six. Minnesota six. get maple dicked. <laughs> and then And then Wiggins is gonna come to Miami. Yeah, right. Uh, Milwaukee versus Utah. Give me Utah. I'll take Utah. That'd be a good series. Maybe in seven. That would be a good-ass series, but dog. Just off the strength of Antetokounmpo being as dominant as he is and... and yeah, I think Milwaukee in seven. No, no, no offense, Danny. If Utah can beat the defending champs fully healthy by 30 and hold them under 100 points, they can beat anybody. So they're definitely beating the fucking Bucks. <laughs> That's just me. All I know is that Utah has to make the playoffs. Because they're up two games right now for eight. True. But Denver's, Denver's still... For seven to eight. Denver's, Denver's on, like, the longest road trip of, like, the season right now. They got, like, eight road games in a row right now. So, I don't know. I they don't know. They, a, might, they might miss it. But they definitely picked a good time to get Paul Millsap back. True. That. True. And I, I was scared when I saw that he was playing against the Heat. Because he was putting in work. James Johnson didn't know what to do. I was nervous. Second overtime. I was and nervous JJ the whole game. What's going on? RKO'd this his ass. Who? So what's it going to be college basketball wise this weekend? Uh, There's probably some games tomorrow, and then they have like a couple, like a couple day break between now and the Elite Eight to go to the Final Four. If I had to guess, that's usually how they. That's how they yeah, did so it the, uh, for round of thirty two and Sweet Sixteen. So we're going to have Loyola of Chicago versus Kansas State. And then we're going to have Florida State versus Michigan this Saturday. Tomorrow night. That's tomorrow no, night. No, no Saturday. Saturday. Saturday night. Oh, shit. It's already past well, midnight. technically it's Friday. All right, yeah. It's one, okay, yeah. I was like, damn. No, they're not. Uh, that's always 1 o'clock. <laughs> Loyola. What are, we, what are we calling them? Loyola. Loyola. They don't take L's. They don't know how to take L's. No L's. Loyola. Illinois. <laughs> so... It's going to be exciting this weekend. I mean, we got college basketball. We don't really got nothing else. I'm always rooting for the underdogs. As far as football, you guys can watch some pro days. See who the uh, scouts are, are looking at. Um, mm. Baseball season actually starts this week. And if anybody listening cares enough, comment when we leave posts begging Danny and Justin to start watching baseball. Listen, me and you already had this talk. We're going to... I'm going to try, make an attempt to get into baseball. My biggest thing is, like I said, I can't knock baseball. I just don't understand it to the level that I do other sports. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I'll definitely give it a try. Danny, on the other hand. Um, I've spent my whole life avoiding it. (laughs) See, that's racist. I mean, I I went to the World (laughs) Series in 2003. That's about it. And you can't. That's okay, see, it. you're yeah, you're worse than me. How do you go to the World Series? Like, if anything, to be honest, I'm going to be honest. My dad took me. I watched. I had school. Forced me to. I had homework to do. I watched playoff baseball. I'm I was like lie. nine. That's like, probably the only time I watched baseball. No, shapes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. shapes and colors and shit. Uh, that's not even really homework. But to go to the World Series? That shit was fire, yeah. That shit was fire. Before that, a fire sale the next year. Yeah. Oh, for real. 
Miguel Cabrera, bye. Buy one, get one everything year, free. Miggy. Oh, see, I actually, I used to know like the whole team back then, and that was when I wasn't even double digits in age, and I could name the whole Marlins roster. Well, you need to do that uh, this year. I don't know. I don't know I, anybody on that fucking team. All I know team. is that it's going to be really exciting in baseball, and I'm trying to basically put you guys on to the excitement. Just as you guys get excited for March Madness. Who should my team be? Just as you guys get, I mean, I'm from New York, so. I got, I got like two options, you right? You can start with the Red Sox. I mean, oh my God. <laughs> it doesn't matter who you watch. Pick a team, fall in love with them. Who won the World Series? Start watching. <laughs> Houston. Oh, I'm a bandwagon now. Yeah, mm-hmm. remember they got those uh, Hurricane Harvey uh, donations. Or Justin Verlander. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then Justin Verlander got Kate Upton, so that's a donation in and of itself. This man said Kate Upton is shaped like an unfrosted strawberry Pop-Tart. <laughs> I bet that man was still taking though. Shit, who name one person that wouldn't? You right, you right. Go ahead, marinate on it. I'm gonna take a sip of my hand while you do. What's his name? What's his name? Sir Mix a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Let y'all think about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, she don't got back, but she got a hell of a lot of front. <laughs> I like big tits and I cannot lie. That, was, that, that wasn't the song, bro. It wasn't the song, bro. That's not how it goes. That's not, That's how, not it how it goes. <laughs> Take old bitties matter too. Shit, it's 2018. Look, to each his own. How about that? We'll end it right there. <laughs> Good point. Thank you guys for listening to another week, 30th episode. It was always fun. It's always fun. How we end a sports that? podcast talking about titties? With- <laughs> <laughs> we gotta stop drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Danny's drunk too. Oh. Any, any shout outs to any special people you wanna? You, any audience you, you're aware of listening who's listening? <laughs> <laughs> or anything? <laughs> <laughs> Justin, why are you pulling your eyes each oh. uh, opposite ways right now? I'm As, already Chinese. I don't have to be extra chinky. Come on now. You Chinese? Yeah, Chinese Jamaican, but that's that's fucking lit. That's Chinese is, is better. <laughs> Anyways, man, thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you guys next week. Talk about this March Madness shit that's going on and everything else. Let's talk about whatever trades happen tomorrow. <laughs> Because everything happens on Fridays. Gave up on nobody, y'all just pushed me away. High as hell, wondering where it took me today. And she might get the dick, ain't no puss in my face. You a bitch, I could tell by the look on your face. Keep it down, bitch, nigga, money making day buster. No, we ain't lacking 4 0 for the face crusher. Close mouths, yeah, you know the rest, nigga, say some Boys ask where niggas stay, bitch, I stay thugging. Niggas want me gone, so a poke, bitch, I stay clutching. Bitch said I broke her heart, I ain't break nothing. Nigga what? Nigga say some Fuck niggas talk behind my back and they stay frontin' Nerd niggas won't spray none If you stand up for what you believe, nigga say some You ain't doing shit, don't say none Nigga fucking hand out, all this money go make some You niggas ain't applying no pressure Dirty clip got three more extra Speaking down most niggas know better For the ones that don't love yeah. broke gon' stretch yeah. You niggas ain't applying no pressure Hit your block eating breakfast Take that chopper like salt and pepper Ooh. Bullets raining straight through your umbrella FDN light is a failure Help me chase you down better Whoever feeling competitive Tell them we buy whatever Competition get deleted With the heaters over my brother Brother telling me Please it be easy We gotta cover These niggas flexing But not be believing We having muscle Ooh. 
Must not be believing we from the jungle, from yeah. the mud. Now it's hard to believe that we doing numbers, we doing bitch. Numbers. It ain't hard to believe that he telling on you, yeah. get some money. Watch how many people start trying to clone you. Yeah, y'all fuck niggas no better. Yeah, no better. Don't slide trying to apply no pressure. no pressure. Please tell your shooter he should be more careful. More careful. I forgot he dead, ain't shit you can tell him. Nerd niggas won't spray none. If you stand up for what you believe, nigga say something. You ain't doing shit, don't say none. Nigga fucking hand out all this money, go make some. You niggas ain't applying no pressure. Dirty clip got three more extra. Speaking down, most niggas know better for the ones that don't look broke on stretching.